Voting won't save us. But keep listening to find out what will. I'm a dad, baby. Yeah, I'm a dad. You're a dad. We're all dads. <laughs> We're all dads. Voting alone won't save us. It's like when you're raising kids. You got to try a bunch of different stuff, right? Find out what works. And sometimes it takes more than one thing. But before we get into it, if you like our content, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that bell notification so you don't miss a single video. Diversity of tactics. Um, and a lot of the leftist po podcasts I've been listening to, mm -hmm. uh, that phrase keeps coming up again and again. So, And we started touching on the different things involved in previous episodes, so I thought we'd give it a shot today. You know, uh, we've talked about raising kids <laughs> a bunch of times on the show. And ask yourself this question. Um, you know, does the same technique work with every kid? <laughs> does the same technique work with the same kid every time? And uh, that's that, it, it is rhetorical. Feel free yeah, to answer. Say, we all you know like. the answer. <laughs> For those of you playing along at home, those of you playing along at home. So sometimes, you know, uh, one thing that Paul and I do not do and do not endorse is any sort of physical uh, contact, like physical violence against Absolutely a child. Not. Is Absolutely not. not only does it not work, it does the opposite. It, it hurts kids and. You know, those of you who are like, oh, I got spanked and I'm okay. Well, I think it turns out that you, in fact, are not okay. You, you may have survived, but you're not okay. Right. That sounds like a My Chemical Romance song. <laughs> but you have to, depending on what you're trying to do, um, you have to try different approaches. And it, also, depending on how old the kid is, right? Mm -hmm. When you've got a, a young child, we, we made extensive use of the timeout rug. The mm. kids still talk about the rug. Like it, <laughs> we started out calling it the timeout rug, but then we changed it to the rug. Go to the <laughs> rug. Spend the night in the box. We may have well used it. Night in the box. Yeah, night in the box. Skinner box is what we needed. <laughs> Put them in the box. Uh, but you know that's a technique you use. You know, mm. in certain situations, you're basically trying to interrupt what's going on and get them separated from the situation. And it feels a little bit like a punishment that you want to avoid. So now mm -hmm. you can use it as a threat in the future, right? Um, there's yelling, which is usually not advisable. And I think rarely have I used yelling when I stop and think, okay, what technique should I use in this situation? I'm going to use <laughs> yelling. It's rarely well, like that, right? My, my therapist once told me that um, yelling basically teaches your kids that you're human. Like, yeah, you okay. have a limit. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lash out, right? Yeah. It's a lash out. You're just you're frustrated and they're not listening and yep. you're you've tried some other things and they're still not listening. It's still not working and so you lash out and you yell. Mm -hmm. And and then you kind of feel bad about it. <laughs> and you Yeah. And if, if if for those of you at home if you don't feel bad about it, get professional help because you should. <laughs> Yeah, most of the time. 
most of the time. I would say there may be times when it's like, well, yeah, you're human and you would anybody would have yelled in that situation. Well, but. even when like when I have to I, I don't have to do it so much anymore because my kids are getting older. But when I would have to discipline them, I felt like shit afterwards. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, you know, and that, that's me running down the checklist. Did I abuse them? Did I do this? Do you know? It's like, no, no, they just, you know, they, they needed the time out or the, the take the thing away, you know, time, whatever doesn't make me feel any less guilty. Well, and uh, and the older they've gotten, the more, the worse I feel because as a, when they're young, like little, sometimes I've rationalized it. I'm I'm like, well, they, the only way to get them to listen was for me to raise my voice. Right. mm -hmm. Um, but now that they're older, there's absolutely no reason, like, especially my son who's over 18 now, he's, you know, like why I wouldn't yell at, you know, any other 18 year olds, any other adults out there. So, yeah. so I really, really, rarely do it. Um, in fact, I don't, I don't think I've done it for a while now. Yeah. And it's a weird thing when you're, mm-hmm. when, you know, with, when your kids become adult age. Yeah parenting turns on gets a whole different level of weird yeah like you said you know you wouldn't you wouldn't yell at like the the neighbor goes walking by and you're like hey asshole you know right, or right. whatever exactly you know. well, is your room clean <laughs> nobody likes those people <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah exactly <laughs> so the the um as they get older you start steering them to friend groups that you think might be good influences you mm-hmm. talk about the types of friends that are good influences not directly like i'm going to give you a lecture on the type of friends you need to have it's more that's right it's more of an advice and guidance using story you know that kind of thing um i like to think that a lot of my kids uh, friends are nerdy just because i talk about you a lot <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, having nerdy friends is good. <laughs> yeah, Art, most, most of my kids' friends are nerds. Yeah. yeah. And then there's uh, empathetic listening, which is probably, I mean, the more you can you can listen with empathy, listen and respond with empathy, the better probably you are. Mm-hmm. Um, the better off you are, especially as they get older. Mm-hmm. But you know what? None of these are going to work every time. And in fact, you probably want a healthy mix of these various tactics. Yeah. So if, so if anybody's ever like, oh, you ground your kids that I heard empathetic listening is better. Uh, oh, you just listen to your kids. Well, you can't be friends with your kids. You have to be the adult. So you need to yell at them. Um, you need to put them on the timeout rug because that's what works. You know, it's like, dude, you need to have a tool bag. <laughs> yes. And you need to use the appropriate one for the appropriate thing that you're trying to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, one one other little note too is if you're if you constantly are questioning if you're doing it right, you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> if you go sure. through if you go through parenthood thinking this one thing always works, and you're telling everybody put them on the rug, put them in the box. It's always works. I'm never wrong. You know, you're you're doing it wrong. Trust me. And your kids will let you know in 20 years. And that's that's almost a um, almost a scientific method kind of thing, which mm-hmm. says you try something, you see if it worked. 
if it worked, you remember that for next time. If it didn't work, you don't use that next time, you know, and you're always constantly asking, am I getting the results I want? Am I doing mm -hmm. it right? Mm -hmm. um, and if you're asking yourself that, that means you're looking for ways to be getting better and better and better. Yeah. So life's for learning, man. Yep. That's, that's my new, well, not new, but that's my new motto after <laughs> recent <laughs> events. Yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of information. There was a series done about the, there's a, a little background uh, in Atlanta there, the police, and this started back in after the George Floyd protests of uh, the uprising of 2020, um, the morale of the, you know, and then there's defund the police and people, you know, saying there needs to be major reform, if not abolishment of the police. Mm hmm. There was a morale problem. And, you know, because when people are calling you out for being killers and abusers of the police state, uh, it makes it makes the poor little policeman sad. Yeah, you know? we I just had a conversation with this about about this with somebody the other day. It's yeah. funny you should bring that up. Yeah. So in order to, you know, cheer up the poor little policeman the poor, <laughs> in order to cheer them up uh the city of atlanta and the state of georgia decided to build a police training facility mm. outside of atlanta yeah and it's been called cop city cop city in yep. part because it's going to simulate urban environments so there's going to be like a miniature little mock-up of a an urban area mm -hmm. so that police can be trained in how to fight in an urban environment, you know, mm -hmm. like, like counterinsurgency tactics and ways to fight in the urban environment. Who's the enemy they are fighting in this urban environment. <laughs> you know, did somebody invade like did did uh, ISIS or Al Qaeda or Russia invade Atlanta? And now we need the cops to be able to go in there and use their, urban fighting skills to fight that enemy? No, they did not. The enemy they're fighting are people exercising their First Amendment rights and their human right, right. to stand up to their oppressors and to protest, right? Yep. So this cop city thing, it's going to have other stuff too. It's going to have, you know, just regular police training facilities in addition to this urban combat uh, training piece. Mm -hmm. Well, in order to build it, they're going to have to tear down a lot of forest, right? Yeah. So you're going to have to deforest a large swath in the area. And so the first people who kind of stood up and said no <laughs> were environmentalists. Mm -hmm. And then some people joined them who were, you know, um, pro-human pro, pro rights people, pro-freedom <laughs> of expression people, pro-not being thrown in jail for nothing, uh, or pro-not killing black and brown people people <laughs> so they joined in the fight and then it's just general leftists join in the fight right mm -hmm. so i've been listening to some of it because there's been several incidents um mm -hmm. there and one of the themes that keeps coming up is diversity of tactics yeah and it reminded me of the conversations we've had because it's easy to get demoralized and we're constantly asking are we doing it right mm -hmm. are we doing enough what could i be doing um, and so that, so I came up with a, a list of things <laughs> that we talk about doing and people say, 
very at various times, depending on what it is, that's counterproductive. That makes the movement look bad. Mm-hmm. Or that's not enough. We can't, that's too slow. That never fixes anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go through what they are. And we'll talk a little bit about the range of responses that they generally get. So like voting. We always talk about, well, this is why you got to vote. And it's very frequent that people will say, well, voting doesn't do any good. Mm-hmm. Right? Democrats are just as bad as the Republicans. And, uh, you know, they're oppressing us right now. It's not like I can wait another two years to try to vote somebody in who may not do anything anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. However, there is currently a party that is actively oppressing people. Yeah. Actively passing laws that are hurting people. So <laughs> not even not even disguising it anymore. So the way to stop that or to curtail that is to get a whole bunch of people to vote against that party, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking millions of people. And we started to talk in the last episode about if you're if you go down the trans rights uh path mm-hmm. and you're just telling people you need to vote against Republicans because they're they're against trans people. Most people currently kind of look at you funny, like, mm, I don't really know any trans people. What are they really doing? Isn't aren't they protecting kids? Shouldn't you wait till you're an adult to figure that out? And most people, so you're not gonna get millions of people to vote against Republicans based on that, right? Right, right. Which is in part why the Republicans are using that because they know they can't, you know, the Democrats can't galvanize their base using that issue, but the Republicans can galvanize their base using that Mm. issue, right? Mm. Which is why you need a diversity of tactics. That's why we're going to talk more about women's rights and African American people's rights and immigrants' rights and stuff like that. Well, we Mm -hmm. won't touch on immigrants as much because immigration, for whatever reason, I think we know the reasons. Seems to be a better issue for Republicans than Democrats. They seem to win on immigration issues for now. Eventually, <laughs> maybe not, but for now, they seem to win on those. DeSantis may screw that whole thing up for them, by the way. <laughs> yeah. At time of recording, uh, are, you, are you paying attention, Florida? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah you're in the finding may, out stage. Like, what, one of the areas where Trump was right is you can't argue, like, anytime immigration comes up, Republican poll numbers go up right Mm -hmm. because everybody thinks you know that it's that they don't know any immigrants that they don't know any undocumented immigrants Mm -hmm. and it's just rapists and murderers coming across taking our welfare right Mm -hmm. and it's so hard to get people to see that that's not true right but desantis in one stupid move has said (laughs) they're going to crack down on immigrant workers yeah which will bring the state of Florida to a screeching halt. Yeah. And it will expose not only or you know, not all immigrants are Mexican. Right. Right. Fact, there's, there's like in Florida. It's a lot of people from the Caribbean. Yeah. There's a, there's a very large Asian population too. Yeah. Like, and, like in the thousands, like the 50 to a hundred thousand or something like that. I forget. It's, it's a big number, bigger than you'd think, I guess. And a lot of jobs, get done by undocumented immigrants mm-hmm. and suddenly those jobs aren't going to get done. It, it won't last. I mean, they'll figure out a way to get things going again, but it's going to totally expose them on that. So anyway, yeah, that that's a rabbit hole. I didn't mean to go down. Um, so, okay. Voting it'll work eventually or it'll help. So that means 
you got to use a diversity of tactics to get people to vote and get people excited about voting. Okay, what about uh, social media? Like posting on social media. Well, that doesn't help. You're just screaming into the void, right? Well, the right has made very good use of social media and spreading mm -hmm. information and memes that have really mobilized people mm -hmm. to do things in real life, right? Yeah. So social media can be useful. Yes. In the right situation with the right. Yeah. If all you're doing is posting, like screaming into the void stuff, unless it's helping your mental health, you're probably right. It's probably not doing any good. Mm -hmm. But if you can figure out a way that to use social media for good, then that may be a, a good tactic. Cough sent a microphone. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking to friends and family is similar to vote and social media. Like when you're having these conversations with your friends and family, you just have to remember that they're coming at it from a different um, mm -hmm. lens and mm -hmm. amount of information. I was just talking to somebody who is a therapist and they have a lot of LGBTQ kids in their practice. And uh, they were talking about how they approach it when the kid is ready to come out. Mm -hmm. They're very careful about how they advertise. First of all, how they, how they advertise that they're LGBTQ friendly. They mm -hmm. said, if they're too open with it, the parents may never bring their kids there in the first place, but they want the kid to know. So they have little rainbow things and little supportive things around the office where the kid can see them, mm -hmm. but not out in the at the front door where the parents yes. can see them. Right. Yeah. And so when the kids are ready to come out, you know, they can help the kid figure out the best way to come out either to their parents or wherever, whatever they're ready to come out. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, and I just kind of was like, yeah, you know, state of Indiana and a lot of other states are trying to make it illegal for you to do that. Like illegal for you to counsel the kid. You know, if they're if you determine as a therapist that this kid might be trans, um, they're trying to make it illegal for you then to provide those services. I thought she'd be like, I know, how crazy is that? It's ridiculous. We gotta fight this. And she she just looks at me and goes, Yeah, maybe we'll figure out a way around it. <laughs> and i'm like that's you, how you know <laughs> if you can't even get that person to see how dangerous this is and how harmful mm. it is mm -hmm. good luck getting sally at the local coffee shop or your boomer uh, yeah. parents to to see it right mm -hmm. which is why you got to figure out what their issue is <laughs> mm -hmm. you know when you're talking to friends and family well now to be fair with the therapist, it might just be the case where um, they're smart enough to know to not not to say too much, you know, because they don't they don't know what's going to come back to haunt them. So maybe they're being deliberately vague. Yeah, I doubt it. Okay, um, <laughs> I mean, you you obviously know this person better than, way better than yeah. I do because I don't even know who they are. But I yeah. I wonder about that sometimes. It's like, you know, like you want to kind of keep your keep your cards close to your vest, but it. I'll, I'll defer to your judgment on that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's speaking of diversity of tactics, one of my recent ones is, uh, and, and I use this on social media, people talk about, like people, especially with women's rights, mm -hmm. um, they'll talk about how a woman came to the hospital and because the law said, you know, she came to the hospital, maybe an ectopic pre pregnancy or maybe she's having a miscarriage, but they are mm -hmm. like, well, you have to wait in your car 
till you're bleeding out and then we can help you because you know the law is kind of vague on that like the whenever somebody posts that mm-hmm. like obviously you're meant to get viscerally angry at the republicans for passing that law mm-hmm. and you're 100 justified in that visceral anger right 100 mm-hmm. justified i get viscerally angry at the republicans also but then i also get angry at the hospital mm-hmm. because you took an oath yeah. and you're there to help people. And if you're sending somebody out to their car to bleed out before you help them because there's some law that was written, I'm sorry, but when do you draw the line? When do you mm. take a stand? Mm-hmm. Like, are you just showing up to work going, well, I don't know. The Republican said, I can't help you. Like you're, you have blood on your hands too, because here's a patient who presented themselves. Yeah. And I, I thought a lot about that. Cause I was like, well, but if I were in that same situation and I'm like, no, you have to have a personal code of ethics mm-hmm. that is separate from the law. Right. Mm-hmm. And if, and if, and if you're making excuses that say, well, but I might lose my job. It's like, dude, up through and including, <laughs> I might go to jail. Now that one, I would say, well, depending on your situation, if you go to jail, now your kids are going to be without their parent or whatever. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, Kind of on board with you there. There's gray areas, right? Mm-hmm. But if the default reaction, and I'll tell you what's happening, the hospital who doesn't want to get sued and doesn't want to have the bad publicity is the one telling the people, this is how you have to handle these situations. So yeah. I'm not necessarily angry at the nurse or the doctor that turns people away a little bit, but I'm mostly angry at the hospital that doesn't stand up to the government and say, listen, we're a hospital. When people show up, we're going to treat them. Yeah. You can have your laws or whatever, but if you want a hospital in your city. <laughs> unless, oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> unless you want to open your own hospital, you know, yeah. Republican uh, Memorial Hospital. It'd be a big church. Hospitals have really consolidated over the over recent years. There's mm-hmm. only like a few hospital systems. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And why the hospital systems aren't standing up and saying, Screw you, Republicans. We're here to take care of people who are sick. You write your little laws. You want to come after us? Come after us. Shut us down if you want to. Then where, what do you, exactly, well, you going to open your own hospital? Maybe the local church. You know, yeah. Maybe the little old ladies in their sneakers uh, standing out in front of Planned Parenthood talking about baby killing. Maybe <laughs> they can open a hospital for you. Right, right. You know, yeah. but meanwhile, we're going to take care of people. And you know what would happen? They would back down because yeah. when you stand up to a bully, the bully backs down. And that's right? basically all they are. Yes. So that's called direct action. And it's another tactic that you can take. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the direct action is really things like um, blocking roads and, you know, throwing Molotov cocktails, which we do not endorse no. um, officially and legally. I mean, we, we cannot I mean, say that we endorse it. Blocking roads isn't that bad. Yeah. We uh, here at the Better Off Dad uh, podcast do not advocate for any illegal activity <clears throat> because we cannot legally advocate for any illegal activity. So if there were a website like, you know, howtoblockaroad.org or <laughs> Molotov cocktail. Like, okay, so here's what you can do to keep yourself safe. Go to chat GPT and ask <laughs> it how to avoid accidentally making a Molotov cocktail. Because 
because it is illegal and chat GPT can't tell you how to make a Molotov cocktail, but <laughs> you might accidentally when you're trying to do something else. Right. So ask it how to avoid accidentally making a Molotov. Cocktail. <laughs> That's nice. correct action. And it gets, you know, it gets picked on because they're like, Oh, it makes the, you know, now they can say Antifa broke the bank window and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the bank's going to be fine. They got yeah. plenty of money. Banks they got insurance insured. companies. Yep. Bank's going to be fine. First of all. Yeah. But it makes the movement look bad. Not really. It makes the bank pay attention. <laughs> yeah. And the movement, they're going to figure out a way to make the movement look bad anyway. Right. It's yeah. So yeah. There's a time and a place for direct action, for protests, for blocking roads, for pushing back on cops. Cops, by the way, from what I've heard, are like any other bully. The minute you stand up to them and their little scare tactics, their scare tactics don't work, they mm-hmm. get scared and run away. <laughs> it's, mm. a, it's what I heard in the Cop City thing. Like one of the direct actions, like the cops did their, you know, had their tear gas and had their, you know, the show of force and their little gates and all this stuff. And a small group of activists like just kept walking at them and just wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. And the cops just turned tail and ran, mm-hmm. <laughs> just ran. And so they set a bunch of construction equipment on fire. Right. Am I saying that's the right approach in every case? Of course not. Am I saying that sometimes it may work? I'm not saying, I'm not telling you to go out and burn construction equipment, but if it delays things a little bit, it's a diversity of tactics, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's some ideas for you. So, so you'll hear me more and more in the coming weeks talking about, you know, when it comes to voting, yes, people should get out there and vote and they should vote mm-hmm. against Republicans, but it's not going to fix everything. Yes, people should get out and protest but protesting doesn't fix everything. Talk to your friends and family. Sometimes they won't listen to you. Take some direct action if you feel so. If you don't feel like taking direct action, you know, direct action requires diversity of tactics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for every one person on the front lines, you need like 10 or 11 bringing water, serving as a street medic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, logistics warning them about the cops are coming and they're going to try to kettle you, you know, all that stuff. So there are ways to contribute without being that person on the front lines dressed all in black, throwing rocks at cops. Right. So, Well, think of it like if, if you consider like warfare, for instance, warfare is not just, if you just, if you just had a ground army, yeah, you're boned, yeah. you know, especially if you, if you just had a ground army without medics, yeah, you know, all that, everything, you know, think about like arms that. warfare and logistics. Logistics wins mm-hmm. wars. You might be able to win a battle with a really strong ground force, but you win the war with logistics. Mm-hmm. Right. And combined arms and diversity of tactics. And so there you go. That's your parenting lesson for today. The whole thing <laughs> about uh, protesting and, and disobeying the law, that was a metaphor. For mm-hmm. being a good parent, so. But what do we know? <laughs> <laughs> We're just a couple of dads. <laughs> Better off, dad, trying to do the right thing when things are hard, but it shouldn't be this hard. 